This is the Horse Radio Network. We're in awe over our special guest this week who has overcome some exceptional challenges. This week, we're discussing the most fabulous horsey wedding ever, our favorite summer barn hacks, and celebrating a very special anniversary. Thanks for tuning in. From Heels Down Magazine, a podcast where horse pros chat about what's happening in the horse world over drinks. Welcome Welcome to Happy Happy Hour. Hour. I'm Justine Griffin. I'm Sally Spickard. I'm Jess Payne, and welcome to episode 27 of Heels Down Happy Hour. Yay, how are you guys doing tonight? Good. It's a special issue. It is. So this is our 50th anniversary party, and so for those of you who don't know, the July issue of Heels Down Magazine, it's actually our 50th issue. Um, So we are, Heels Down has been now in operation for about four years, so we are really excited to reach that milestone, and I can't even believe that it's been that many issues, and I mean, I've only been here for, for a part of it, so super exciting. It is pretty cool. We've done some really fun and cool things over 50 issues. It's like amazing to think about it. It's, right. So we're ex- excited to talk to you more about it soon. But to celebrate, Sally, <laughs> why don't you tell us about our drink this week? So to celebrate, it's been super hot here. I mean, it is Southern California, but we don't usually get like brutally hot unless you're in the desert. And we were actually under a heat advisory all weekend. So I found this um, summer kind of drink. And I'm actually a big tequila fan. I don't really know what that says about me as a person, but um, this is this is a drink called a Paloma, um, and it's like kind of spicy. So it's got um, tequila, and you actually add chili powder, sugar, and salt to it, and then you top it with grapefruit soda. So it's like just one of those super kind of like spicy, summery kind of I don't know margarita ish drinks. But I'm a huge fan. Oh, they're delicious. I'm also a tequila person. So basically, we should never be left to our own devices, Sally, because it will be bad. Right. Yes, that's I mean, you know, tequila usually is pretty friendly to me, but that's not usually always what happens, I guess. (laughs) That is awesome. Oh, man. So as you guys know, this episode is presented by Eagle Gold, and I wanted to talk about the Eagle Gold Cool Fit Saddle Pad. Um, We've talked about the Flip Pad. We've talked about the Hunter Pad. um, But the Cool Fit Pad is so awesome and so different that I don't think you can find this anywhere else. And especially now that it's hot and it's summer, uh, what is so unique about the Cool Fit Pad is that the fabric actually cools itself when it senses sweat. So Jess, have you, have you ever used a cool fit pad? Yeah. And it's great on the horses. Like when you're using like tough exercises, like going cross country or show jumping in the heat, like we're down in Charleston this week and it's amazing. Like the horses, it just basically, like it says, it cools itself. So when the horse is getting super, super sweaty, usually it's the hottest under the saddle pad and that helps. I mean, the horse is hot, but it's not as hot like, you know, the cotton pads and everything. You like sure. lift it up and it's dripping of sweat. And these don't have that, which is also it wicks it away. So I, I'm i super impressed. Obviously, I know that you guys know I love my EcoGold pads from the hunters to the dressage and everything in between. But this is amazing for the middle of summer. 
And if you don't believe us, you can watch a video that shows how the CoolFit pad actually senses the moisture and reacts by reducing its temperature of up to nine degrees. Wow. Which is like, yeah, that's like real science, guys. That's pretty cool. (laughs) (laughs) Hooray, science. So you can get your own CoolFit pad at equalgold.ca. All right. So news. What do you guys got? Sally? So, you know, you guys know that Great Meadow International happened over in Virginia this weekend, and um, that was a test event for, you know, a lot of the the potential WEG horses for the United States. And so I did find this article because I kind of got on this nerd path researching the economic impact that WEG will have on Tryon, and it's pretty interesting. And I found this article from the Greenville Business Magazine And it's talking about the airport that they're going to be kind of bringing in all the European horses into. And it they're going to come through Greenville Spartanburg International Airport, which is about 45 minutes or so, I think, from Tryon. And they actually have chartered a bunch of Emirates aircrafts to carry almost a thousand or it says 550 horses on 10 chartered flights are scheduled to land starting on September 2nd. So they're bringing over all the, like the Dutch horses, the Germans, like all the European horses, they're flying out of Belgium, but they're That's- flying on Emirates jets. And I'm like, man, I don't even get to fly on an Emirates jet. Like I know, right? That's pretty cool. <laughs> those are fancy. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm like really jealous of this. Also, I've been through the Greenville Airport many times. Um, my parents have a place in Lake Lore, which is kind of close to Tryon in North Carolina. Oh, that's really close. Yeah, yeah. And it's a, a Greenville is great, by the way. It's like a really cool little city. And But their airport is awesome. So, oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's really interesting that they chose that airport. But I guess is it a pretty closest. big airport or is I don't oh, no. I've never been through there. OK, it's very small. It's like a little boutique airport. Oh, like OK. You know, maybe like six gates the so international airport is a bit of a, a bit of a stretch of the yeah. imagination there okay they might have like a canadian flight you know okay so, gotcha. yeah. nice. <laughs> <laughs> no offense greenville airport you're very nice <laughs> you rock thanks for taking all the horses <laughs> well but it's cool because normally i feel like the horses have to go in through miami or new york or chicago which some of right. them it would be um, really far are. for that yeah, yeah. Now, I, this does say that some horses, like so, the South, the South American and Central American horses would be coming up through Miami, and, and this article says that they would truck up from Miami, which I don't know if that's actually true or not. But then, then it looks like the Japanese or any of the Asian horses would be coming from um, Chicago. So there yeah. are some other logistical longer trips, but that's still pretty that cool that sense. they're planning it out that well. Yeah, that's really interesting. So, so. speaking of horses. I have to give a little like secret of mine. I follow um, Kayla Kuko on Instagram and oh my gosh, have oh my you God, guys she's seen my like, I'm obsessed with her. The pictures from her wedding are incredible. Congrats to Kaylee and Carl Cook that got married <clears throat> just this past week. It is the most incredible wedding I've seen. They oh my included God. It's- all of their animals. And they're wasn't it like at dogs. their barn too or something? It was at some, I don't know if it was at their or barn, barn or some, I think it was, it was at a barn and all the horses, like there are these gorgeous pictures of her giving like kisses to some of the horses and her beautiful dress that had like a cape and everything. And all of her dogs walked down the aisle. It was the cutest thing. Oh, it was unbelievable. Her pictures are out of control. So if you don't know, though, Kaylee is a show jumper rider, but she is uh, now married to Carl Cook, who is a professional show jumper. But she's an actress who's on the Big Bang Theory. She's Penny. Yeah, yeah. 
So, I mean, she's famous, essentially. But, yeah. <laughs> but the pictures of their wedding are just, like, out of control, beautiful. And it, they seem very much like, you know, like the two of them together. It's just It just seemed like a total amazing event to go to. Well, and it was so well done. Because sometimes I feel like you can, you can go a little bit too far with, like, the animals. Or, you know, like, yeah. it can be a little bit tacky in some instances. And they just made it so elegant. I mean, you could put that that wedding in, in vogue, you know, and it would be like an artistic photo shoot. And it was just it was so gorgeous. Beautiful. And then she rocked this amazing like lace jumper. Yes. It was beautiful. It was awesome. It was her unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I watch her Instagrams. I actually texted Jess today and you didn't text me back but anyway so i texted oh, her instagram i, I yeah. totally forgot her i watch her instagram her stories oh my yeah gosh. and so she like has these instagram stories and the and carl like has to put her hair up in a ponytail because she can't move her shoulder and it, i don't it's just like the cutest relationship i'm super super jealous i love oh them gosh. both <laughs> justine's totally judging us i feel like no i'm into it too oh, okay. i'm totally into it <laughs> What do you got, Justine? All right. So mine is a scientific study, and it's very scientific, guys. So a couple of uh, Swiss researchers decided to look into horse owners and, like, how they see body condition, I guess, when they look at their horse. And what they determined is that many horse owners don't realize that their horses are fat, which is actually... A personal thing I just experienced, not with my own horse. I have a thoroughbred who could never be fat. I wish she could be. But um, a boarder at my farm has this beautiful, amazing warm blood. It's had this, like, wonderful career, blah, blah, blah. He's a little bit older, so he's starting to have some, like, maintenance issues. And they took him to the vet for some scans recently. And the vet was like, oh, my God, your horse is obese. And the owner was just like, what are you talking about? I can see his ribs. And wow. so she, she's like a great example of this because if you touch his like anywhere on his rump, like if you push your hand in and then let go, it jiggles like the horse is fat, you know, like, he <laughs> is fat. That's he has incredible. like cellulite, he has like cellulite like pockets, you know, like he's a fat horse. And the vet was like, <clears throat> oh my God, you're going to kill your horse because he is too fat. And I think it's really interesting because I think a lot of people don't understand the body condition like school. Yeah. You know, like there is a scale and just because you can see your horse's ribs does not mean your horse is skinny. Yep. Um, And this study really seems to enforce that. So the study says that researchers found that 27.5% of the study horses were significantly overweight or obese, having a score of at least five or six on the point scale, which is really, yeah. I mean, that's pretty like staggering. That's like a interesting, that's unbelievable. So I think it is something to consider. Like, yeah, you want a warm blood. A warm blood is going to be a big, wide horse. But it is easy for them to become obese if you don't know. But you know what I mean? Like, if you don't have a good, uh, I guess, idea of how the body condition scoring works. Hmm. So interesting, huh? Yeah. No, that is interesting. So I know we have mentioned our weekday newsletter that goes out to our email subscribers. It's called the Heels Down Brief. And, you know, you guys may have seen on some of our social media platforms or on our website that we're doing a campaign this month for body positivity and body empowerment. And it's definitely something that means a lot to us. So 
We're doing a lot of exclusive uh, body positivity kind of content in the newsletter, The Brief. And then, like I said, it goes out every weekday, Monday through Friday. It comes straight to your email and it's a roundup of headlines from both in the horse industry and around the world too. So it's kind of like your one-stop shop for all the important news and quirky science stories and fun things and exclusive content too. So um, there's also giveaways that we do periodically in there. And it's just a lot of really cool things that just take a few minutes of your time in the morning. So um, you can subscribe just by going to our website, heelsdownmag.com, and you can start receiving them as soon as you sign up. So our guest tonight, I'm super excited about, and Jess, I'm going to have you kind of introduce her more, but Jessica Phoenix is a Canadian two-time Olympic event rider. She's won individual gold medals and team silver at the... Uh, 2011 Pan American Games on Pavarotti, Pavarotti, sorry, and was named Canada's Equestrian of the Year. Um, she had quite an awful accident a few years ago, and she has overcome a lot of obstacles. So we're super excited to have her on. So tonight we have probably one of my favorite guests because it's probably one of my most favorite people in the venting world, especially in Team Canada. We have Jessica Phoenix with us, and I'm so excited because she is my long lost roommate. We were roommates at one point together. That's right, Jess. We have history, baby. Aw. <laughs> that tiny, <laughs> that tiny little bed we shared. <laughs> I've got to hear more about share? this. Yeah, what? You gotta okay. tell us all the details. Okay. Well, there's so many. Where do we even start? So Jess and I were both going over for Blenheim and we went over a couple weeks early. You had Tucker and Digby. Digby, that's right. Yeah. Yep. And we were going over, so we went over early, and we stayed over at Maisie Manor, and we were in this little cottage, like, I wouldn't even know what he was describing, like, 200-foot studio apartment. Yeah, it was, like, it was right above a pub. It was the smallest little That's convenient. Ever. Yeah. Well, it was, except for I didn't know ginger beer wasn't real beer at the time. And <laughs> oh, no! Gets <laughs> way better. So we're at this, like, pub apartment, and... We shared this bed that was like in a nook in the wall, and there was this little two-person table that I would like get breakfast on every morning with, and Jess would be in the bathroom, which I thought she was just kind of modest in my defense. So I thought, oh, she just goes every morning in the bathroom and gets ready. Uh, Jess, tell what you were really doing. I was in there throwing up, like puking my brains out because I had the worst morning sickness for nine oh, no. months straight. Oh my gosh. Wow. But she didn't tell anybody she was oh pregnant. Oh my God. Because she didn't want to tell her parents, essentially. And so yeah. she told, who would you tell your, you told Joel and your sister, right? Yeah. I told my husband, obviously, and my sister, because I tell her everything. And you said, I'm going to have to tell Jess Ham my main name at the time, like you're going to have to tell Jessica because I'm living with her and she's going to figure this out. Well, yeah. no one took into account that I was kind of like not going to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> like no clue, like went over my head and I was like, oh, she just goes to the bathroom every morning. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> and so, but then speaking of the beer, we go downstairs and I'd have a glass of wine and Jess would drink this ginger beer. And at the time, it, this is way before Moscow Mules. So I don't want to hear that. Like no one, I didn't know any of this. <laughs> and so she'd order this thing called ginger beer. And I was like, oh, I don't really like ginger. So I don't need to drink it. Never crossed my mind. It was a non-alcoholic drink. Oh my God. <laughs> 
That's adorable and, and really then, funny. No, yeah, the so worst we get the worst part about the story was every day, Jess would be like, I'm tired. I'm like, oh, me too. You want to take a nap? She's like, yep. <laughs> there it I'm, is. <laughs> I'm, you know, not, I'm five months pregnant. What are you? We'll go nap. <laughs> <laughs> so we had like a two-hour nap every afternoon. <laughs> And we'd have tea and then go nap. And I was That's like, this like is my ideal existence. I know, right? That's what I thought, except for when you're with a pregnant person. <laughs> <laughs> so you mainly just feel worthless. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is so funny. So that is one of Jess and I's, one of our mini stories. But yeah. I'm so excited she's joining us tonight because speaking of your sister, we got to talk about your book too. I just got to get right into it because yeah. I've only, I just got it and I have to admit I'm slow to the party. I know, I know, but I am obsessed. I've only read like two or three chapters and it's, she's a really good writer. Thank you. Yeah. She, uh, she's really gifted. It's been so fun actually doing something, um, professionally with my sister because I mean, obviously she's my best friend. I love doing everything with her, but to actually do this on the professional side of the spectrum was really cool. She's incredibly gifted. Um, so talented. And the things that she pulled out of me for this book were like way outside of my comfort zone. And yeah, it, it definitely comes through. It's very personal. Yeah. I wanted to ask you about that because that's uh, that takes a lot to put yourself out there in a book like that. Um, yeah. And like to have um, to have somebody else writing it, it just takes that power away from you. And it's a you know, it's a delicate thing. It's your own life. Um, so I was just so thankful that I could trust my sister with that. And I'm really proud of the book that she put out and how she put everything together. I think it, it came together really well. Yeah, it's awesome. I, uh, I was struck by a section in the book, Jesse, that was, that talked about your injury and just how you overcame that. And it's just, it's an incredible story that I think a lot of people can relate to and just be inspired by. And I was wondering, like, for a little snippet of the book, can you tell us about that period of your life and what that was like? Yeah, absolutely. It was a very difficult time for sure. Um, I had just had my second child, Jordan, and back competing. We already had a bunch of horses qualified for the Pan Ams, and we were just doing one of our final runs at Jersey Fresh. Um, and this was the Pan Ams for Toronto, you have to say. Like, it was home team. Like, it was a – that in itself, I think, was – pretty incredible that it was for Toronto too. Yeah, absolutely. And it felt like, uh, you know, having a major games in our own backyard. And it was the first time that my entire family was going to be able to come and actually see me at that level of competition. So it was something we were all really excited about. And we had a really good group of horses, very competitive leading up to it. And then when that happened, it was, I mean, obviously a huge setback. And I think when I was going through it, I didn't actually realize how serious it was. Um, but then certainly when my sister started writing this book and she made me kind of dig deeper into the things and go back and actually, you know, think, think actually what happened. It's, it's a miracle that all of that was able to happen within that short time frame. It was wow. because I was, I was at Jersey and, you know, didn't see the fall, but knew all about it and everything else. And mm -hmm. reading in the book, I was telling Doug, I was like, oh my gosh, like it gives me chills, even though I knew all of the facts. Right. I mean, but it's still like re not even reliving it, but just 
the way she wrote it was incredible. Like I got to give her amazing props because I was telling Doug the whole time while I'm reading this, I'm like, Oh my gosh, I just, I'm so impressed. Like, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, when, again, as I said, when you're living it and you're going through it, like I was just so focused on the Pan Am games and making sure that everything that was happening was getting me closer to the Pan Am games. So, I mean, I can remember even sitting in the ICU in Sunnybrook when I was flown back to Toronto. And I said, listen, every doctor that has worked on me needs to be in this room at 9 a.m. tomorrow morning. And we need to have a conference because we need to get this thing rolling. I'm like, oh I need gosh. to be in surgery tomorrow. Like, oh my God. Out of this hospital that, today. that is just Phoenix. <laughs> that is just right there. Remember, like, I mean, I couldn't even move because my sacrum was broken along with all the other injuries. But I just remember being so frustrated by like the lack of communication. And I'm like, this is not a regular injury. I'm like, I need to be back on a horse in one week. And they're all laughing at me. And I said, no, this isn't a joke. I want every single doctor that's worked on me here in this room, 9am tomorrow, we're getting this done. And they did, they showed up at 9am the next morning and I was in surgery that afternoon. That's I love, amazing. I love Joel about in the book, it talks about, hey, he's like, I was never going to tell Jess, like, you can't do this because this is what she's got to look forward to. But there's no way she's going to the Pan Am games. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bless his heart. <laughs> well, and let's just like iron out the timeline here, too, because Jersey Fresh is what, like the beginning ish, like Mother's Day weekend normally. And then the Pan Ams were, what, mid-July? So we're not talking, like, a lot of time here. So, I mean, it's insane. No, and it's not like you showed up and, you know, didn't finish or anything. Got around or something. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, you meddled twice. You know, you have two medals (laughs) coming back from that. (laughs) That's why I always say, Jessie's my hero. I'm like, she is my hero. I, you know what? Hero. I think I actually, I think I remember, I think I was working, I was working for Inventing Nation at the time. And I think I remember we did like a comic and it was Jesse Phoenix as Superwoman or something like that. <laughs> I'll have to find it. It's really cute. Cause we Aww. were just like, there's literally no other way to describe her. <laughs> oh my gosh. Pretty yeah, much. Was, it was crazy. So Jesse, if they, if someone wanted to buy your book right now, where should we tell them to go? Like Amazon? So, yeah. If you go to my website, jessicaphoenix.ca. And then you can just follow the link. It's, um, this is going to be terrible, but I think it's Roar Record or Roar, I don't know. You're going to have Roar-group.com, I think. Okay. So you yeah. have to go to Roar-group.com and you can, you can buy the book there and it'll be shipped directly to your door. Awesome. Yeah. So, and you were just, you were just at Great Meadows, right? Yes, ma'am. How'd it go? We heard it was good news. Honestly, it couldn't have gone better. It was such an exciting weekend. Um, Our team is really coming together nicely. We have an incredible support staff. Um, We obviously have the best coach ever in David O'Connor. And we've got a really good setup for Farrier and Veterinary. um, And our chef to keep is coming along really well. So it's it's exciting times to be a Canadian. I know. I'm like... I was talking to Doug about that today as well. I'm like, I can't wait. I'm going to be screaming, go Canada at when, because we're going to be there <laughs> yelling. I, I mean, I will be saying go USA kind of like a little bit below it, but team Canada first. When are we going to find out when do they announce the team? I'm not on like the high performance committee anymore. I mean, selection process. I don't know what any of that happens anymore. Honestly, Jess, I feel the same way. I'm just just keeping my head down and like preparing the horses. um, Perfect. 
Yeah, and just just rolling with it. And I think I'm not sure if they're going to announce something before Bromont or after Bromont. Um, oh, okay. But I'm sure at some point they will announce something. So <laughs> will you? Hope. <laughs> will you? Um, will you take yours as a like kind of a last prep to Bromont? Yeah, I think Bromont is like even combined test. Yeah, I think Bromont's definitely on the map, and then just okay. depending on what the footing is, that will yeah, um, if you run or not. Yeah, absolutely. But I think it'll be a good last outing for them, um, for sure. Dressage and show jumping, and then uh, depending on what we want to do with them cross country. Um, yeah, and then go from there. And then I have one thing. So, I mean, I feel like I've known you, what, 10, 15 years, and I always get surprised by new things. I found this out this past <laughs> week. I did not know you're a bookkeeper or accountant by trade. What? Are you not? I am. What? <laughs> yeah, I didn't you know that, that either. <laughs> I have no more secrets, Jess. <laughs> well, I'm doubtful. I'll get another one next month and be like, I can't believe you didn't tell me again. You, you did what? <laughs> yeah, no, I went through school um, for accounting. So I have my fourth level CGA. Um, but oh I, I mean, I pay an accountant to do all of our books because it's just pretty time consuming. And I'd rather be riding horses than, than doing that. So, yeah. Like that's yeah. a pretty sound choice. <laughs> I, yeah, absolutely. I was yeah. going to be even more impressed when you're like, "Oh yeah, I did my own books. Of course no. I do." Yeah, right. Uh, Superwoman. <laughs> what? My my accountant hates me. He's like, "What? I have to come to your place again?" Because all of our like receipts and everything. He's like, "Why can't you just not have so many receipts? Why can't you just be in one country?" <laughs> you're like, "That's not my life. Welcome to that. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to my world. Sorry. Schedule some extra time when you're coming to the Phoenix Farm." <laughs> <laughs> not even surprised about that. And then I do have to mention also, speaking of a little secret, is that you're going to do some kind of private event with our Patricia about like inspiration because you are an inspiration to all females, everybody. I feel like even, you know, little boys, men, everybody look up to you. I mean, you are, you are a superwoman. And so can you tell us a little like sneak peek about that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Patricia and I are just getting together. We're going to do a very intimate evening and just get a good group of people and speak to them about motivation in life, but also in business. So just practices that you can put into place, um, you know, from the second you leave to live a more purposeful life and feel like you're getting ahead more in your business and, and your personal life. Yeah, that's awesome. So that's going to be, let's see, I think I saw it was on July 23rd, correct? Yep. All right. And um, there's an Eventbrite website that you can register to attend. It'll be in uh, in Ontario, right, Jesse? That's right. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, it'll be with Jessica and Patricia, the Heels Down CEO. And I, I, I wish I could come because it sounds like it's going to be a really cool event. So we'll post the uh, the link to register on the show page when, it, when this goes up. And um, I'm sure you can find more too on Jesse's page as well. So that's going to be a really cool event, I think. Um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. I think it's cool too, because I think it's important that, you know, entrepreneurs, even if you are, you know, I, I think a lot of people don't realize that even being a trainer and, and running a business that it, you are an entrepreneur and you are running something that is marketable and that should be run, you know, kind of like a regular business. So it's an, important to, to get that education out there for sure. Yeah, Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Jesse, for being on our show. We really, really have enjoyed talking with you. And as always, it's been a pleasure to watch your career. And we wish you the best of luck with 
knock on wood, WEG and everything else that comes after it. Thank you so much. Thanks so much. I enjoy always having you on. You'll have to come back. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe Jess and I can can share some more intimate stories with you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm scared on the next one you're going to share. So I feel like we go like a little bit deeper every time. So we're going (laughs) to uncover some real dirt here. (laughs) Unbelievable. (laughs) Thanks, Jesse. I miss you. Oh, I miss you too. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye guys. Bye. Bye. Whether you need a water solution for one horse in a stall or two in the backyard or 40 in the pasture, the classic Equine by Richie line of waters provides a trouble-free, worry-free access to water on demand. Visit classicequinebyrichie.com for additional information. Richie, fresh water for life. So it's time for us to talk about our 50th anniversary of Heels Down Magazine. So it's if you are just tuning in, it is um, our 50th cover our 50th issue here in July 2018. So it's been quite a journey and um, we've all kind of been involved in different parts. So I'm really excited to kind of go down memory lane with you guys. <laughs> I know I got some hard questions for you guys. Oh you man, know. we're on like the oh, opposite side of the, the <laughs> picture here. <laughs> I know, right? I mean, I've been part of it, I feel like from the beginning. No, I mean, but <laughs> I don't see the magazine side very often. So I'm really excited to ask you kind of like, some of you guys' favorite, best moments, funny stuff. Like, you know, I guess what would be, or what are pro riders like myself really like? Are we terrifying? <laughs> are we actually cool people? Or you really don't want to grab a beer with us? Oh, man. I guess it depends on who you're talking to. <laughs> okay. Seriously. Well, yeah. Okay. So, uh, who was your favorite uh, pro rider you interviewed? Well, um, or funniest or favorite one, I guess, you know, so the most like unique experience I have had to date was when I got to interview Oliver town. Well, I didn't actually get to interview Oliver town and Caroline had the privilege of doing that, but I did get to go and, you know, help out with the photo shoot. And so by association got to meet him. And so that was like, well, you got to go. You got to go overseas to his farm. Yeah, in I his did get house. to go. <laughs> you I was going to say, you left that part out. Yeah, yeah. No, you, you made it sound like it's nothing. Yeah. yeah, no, no. Okay, so yes, we, we got to go <laughs> to England and got to go to his farm. I'm just like, I have like this, it was just such a cool, crazy trip. And I, you know, I, I have had the privilege of interviewing several writers you know, in the past few years. And I really have prided myself because I, you know, everybody has been so nice and pleasant and welcoming and it's easy to talk to all of them. But with Oliver, I was finding myself getting like super nervous. And I think it was just because I was literally standing in his kitchen, like drinking out of a teacup that he owned. And I was just like, this is just the weirdest (laughs) thing. How cool. It was cool. Yeah. I mean, I just like, it, well, the other thing is I found him like wildly attractive and I, he's, I, that didn't help. So like, totally I'm, I'm with you there. Totally. Yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> he would probably, he probably gets that all the time, but you know, um, you know, so that never helps. I mean, I just, that, you know, that kind of adds a whole layer of nerves, but that was definitely my favorite favorite experience, just kind of getting to see the behind the scenes in a completely different country too. That was, that was a really cool part. That is cool. So, um, my favorite interview is probably Danielle Goldstein and she's on the cover this month just happens to be, and I really enjoyed, like we talked for a really long time. And normally when you call, like when you have to call a professional writer on the phone, it takes a lot of coordination with all these people because their schedules are so crazy and you're lucky to even catch them in the same time zone that you are. Uh, but with, with Danielle, she 
she just really made herself available and it felt like catching up with a friend from college like immediately we just connected we had like a very I don't know our personalities just like meshed and we had a really wonderful conversation and she felt like I was talking to her friend when I was asking her questions about riding techniques and horses that she was riding and all these different things she's done in her career and that very rarely happens but she yeah. was just a very down to earth like totally blunt totally honest there was no like having me give her softball questions to get her to warm up to me like she was just happy to answer anything i asked and it was i was very impressed by her that's awesome yeah she was great so i i'm a big fan nice yeah Okay, I got another one. So <laughs> after we've had all these guests on, which I love when our guests come on, like it is really cool when it's the three of us, but guests are, it's just a different thing. And so I feel like the funniest guest I are, like we've had on the show that I did was either Terrence or Aaron Barber. He was incredible too. Oh, those are both but, good choices. Yeah. But both who of them do you guys great. like when you're interviewing or whatever, who's the funniest? Like, is there somebody that's like, you know, just there? humor like really just made you like die laughing the whole time so I have spent a lot of time talking to Kyle Carter he's uh, another Canadian he's an event writer um, he is funny <laughs> he is unfiltered he's, funny yeah he is unfiltered. Like, I think that's why sure. I like him so much because I can have a conversation and I know that he's not going to give me like the PC answer necessarily which you know sometimes I have to tone down <laughs> I say, but um, I think he's probably like he he kind of checks the funny and snarky box for me. If I need entertainment, I call him up, and I'm guaranteed That's a awesome. good time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I think I have an unlikely candidate, but I don't know, Jess. You might feel differently. But the the first time I interviewed Doug, your husband, really? Uh, yeah. So the well, the first time I interviewed him, <laughs> she sounds I know. <laughs> Let me explain. There's an explanation, though. So the first time I interviewed him, I, I had just started at the magazine and I was really nervous because I I followed Doug and I was like, holy, this is real. I'm I'm doing this. I'm working for the magazine. I'm talking to pro writers. And D Doug was literally probably the first professional I interviewed for the magazine. And he was wonderful and super professional and really great for the article. I was writing on a very serious topic. And then I think about how we've brought him on the show a couple times and he's so <laughs> silly and can like hang oh, yeah. with our hang with our casual, ridiculous conversations. Um so I think Doug is Doug is my funniest. I have to tell you a funny thing. Courtney, who works for us, loves listening when Doug comes on the podcast because <laughs> or interviews or whatever else, because she goes, I love when he gets on and somebody's like so and they ask him all these great questions and he's like, I have no clue. <laughs> like, and he straight up will admit it and be like, I don't know what they get. You should probably ask somebody else in the bar. And like, she's like, it's incredible. She's like, I listen to you guys' podcast because I truly love it. Oh I my listen gosh. to Doug when he's on like other things or getting interviewed for his answers. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like Courtney finds Doug in a different way funny. Oh, that's but that's funny. Does Doug need a media coach? It sounds like. <laughs> you like no leave it unfiltered it's way funnier he's good on the podcast yeah, yeah he's good and honest on the podcast so I, I mean, he's honest on like when they people like they'll say so like what do you do for this i have no clue maybe you should ask courtney or jessica <laughs> i wouldn't know that's hilarious I would have no idea. That's oh funny. my gosh <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, I just like there's so many cool stories that we've been able to do. And I think that's the thing is that you have to 
there, there are so many different stories to tell, even outside of just the upper level stuff. I mean, like um, last month I did a story on a horse or actually, I'm sorry, this month I did a story on a horse that was um, pulled out of, of the Hurricane Maria. And it was just kind of one of those stories that, you know, he's not going to be a upper level horse and he's not owned by a, a super famous rider, but it was a really cool story to tell. So, I mean, it's just it, it's nice to have the ability and the freedom to be able to bring those stories to to our readers. Oh, totally. Like one of my favorite interviews ever, probably the favorite topic I've gotten to write about is the concussion series. Oh yeah. That one was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So I've, I've written about, um, like high profile Olympic type riders like Shalon who's suffered concussions and like debilitating concussions where, you know, it like changed her life to also amateur riders because concussions can happen to anyone. You know, it doesn't matter who gets in the saddle, every, we're all at risk. And uh, there, there are a couple of amateur riders that we've written about, like this woman, Amy, who lost her horse and ha- suffered a concussion. And how do you come back from that? And I've just been totally inspired by their stories. And I feel really lucky, Sally, that we work for the magazine because we get to meet so many unbelievably inspiring people. So. Yeah. Absolutely. I've made so many friends like through working in this industry and it's just been kind of cool to see those relationships progress organically and tell some cool stories along the way. Totally. So I hope you guys actually read the magazine. <laughs> <laughs> so. We're not, we don't want to talk to no one. <laughs> this segment is presented by Flare. I don't know. Do you guys use the Flare strips? Because have, when yeah. we, go, we go cross country, I love putting them on. I think especially in this heat, just the way that it will open up their air. I really do think that they're a great product. There's a lot of racehorses that have been using them. And mm-hmm. now you see them on not just cross-country horses, but show jump horses. So, yeah. so I think it's really important in the summertime that, you know, we pay attention to the horses. And I think the flare strips are just another way that we can keep our horses comfortable. Sally, what is your experience with them? Yeah. I mean, I think, um, you know, I was, I've had an opportunity to learn a lot about them through just, you know, being a working student and learning from a lot of pros that use them. But the cool thing, and and one of the recommended tips for using them is to leave the flare strip on for, you know, anywhere from 20 to 30 minutes sometimes to give your horse enough time for his respiration rate to come down because the flare strips are holding his nasal passage open more so that he can take in more air. So as he's breathing to recover from the exercise, then that's going to help, you know, kind of accelerate that. So for the hot months, definitely beneficial to leave it on. And then the other tip too, is to make sure that your horse's nose is completely dry. So don't put it on if they're sweaty or try to keep it dry before you apply or else it won't stick. So, um, just a couple helpful tips for you, but if you want to purchase your own flare strips, um, they sell them in a lot of different, uh, custom designs too, which is cool, but you can go to flarestrips.com. So we wanted to talk a little bit today about uh, life hacks at the barn. So barn hacks, I guess, is what you would talk about. And um, I know you guys probably have tons of cool ideas because there are always things breaking and always things going wrong. And I know as a former working student and a former barn manager, you really have to be able to kind of get creative and crafty. So I'm excited to hear what you guys is have what you guys have for tips. So, yeah, I mean, I will be honest. I stole a lot of these from Courtney because she is pretty awesome. (laughs) She seems pretty crafty. She's the master. She is. Like, she makes all these. uh, It's incredible. So, um, just a real thing, like, obviously, in the heat of the summer, we're talking about always icing our horses and keeping them cool. But another thing we make sure we always have on us is rubbing alcohol. 
so that you can uh, put it on yeah. a sponge bath and just, you know, get that on it. So it gets them a little bit cooler and it gets it to wick away. So that's one of our tips is rubbing alcohol is a must. And another thing is speaking of like ointments or stuff is during a lot of the summer months, we get hives and skin funk. So we always keep on hand apple cider vinegar and witch hazel. And those oh. are those are key. Like right now we're in Charleston and, you know, it just got a little, one of the horses rubbed up against their hay net. And it was just great that we had the witch hazel and we could just put on it real quick. So. Oh, totally. And vinegar too. I, vinegar has been one of my like go-to cowboy tricks for a long time. For anything like, uh, <laughs> yeah, horses that like lay down in the pasture mm-hmm. and then get the ant bites, you know, like the the bubbly bites, you know, that you see on them. Uh, I give them literally apple cider vinegar baths, where you just put oh yeah, the vinegar with the water and use the sponge, and it is so great for any like antihistamine allergy type things in the summer. Oh, that's a cool. That's cool. Yeah. I think we buy them by the jugs between rubbing alcohol, apple cider vinegar and witch hazel. And it's <laughs> awesome. So I also, I remember I told you guys about the dry shampoo, which has changed my life and my helmet, yep. but yes. um, in the summertime, I also switch out my hairnet, like my normal, like loose fitting hairnet with a pantyhose control top. And oh, I know, huh. Yeah, so it's obviously tighter, and you have to cut it out, but it um, it holds everything in, so you have no hair falling on your neck, and it um, it's so much more breathable. I know it doesn't sound that way, but I don't, maybe because it's made for, like, your legs that it's more <laughs> breathable, but it is amazing. So I, I use, like, if I'm going to a horse show and it's the summertime, I will not wear a normal hairnet. I'll wear a pantyhose control top. Whoa. Yeah. I learned that from like a a trainer, like back in the day and it's amazing. So, and it's okay. Like, cause you can cut the legs out and you're not going to see it on the top of your helmet. Yeah. Right. It keeps all of your hair in and it's, I feel like it's cooler than a normal helmet or hairnet, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, that's cool because I have such long, like my hair is so thick that it's hard and my, like, it's, it's so disgusting. I'm glad I have the dry shampoo now. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's a lifesaver. I'm telling you. Oh, uh, man. But but I have a lot. I have a t- being in Florida, I, living in a swamp, you know, like I have a ton of. <laughs> I feel uh, like I know you've written about it a bunch, but we should do like a quick blog about it so that they're all like right in one place again. So uh, that that's a good can, idea. Yeah, we'll do that. That is a good talk idea. About it so like we actually have all of our kind of tips for the summer, especially the summer months, because I feel like there's so many hacks for wintertime, summertime, you know, different seasons that right now, especially in the summer, those are what, you know, I love the summer, but so many people are just dreading it, wanting the winter to come again. And I'm like, I, know. I want to go to the beach again. It's just, well, enjoy the beach while you have it. Definitely. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's just so hot. It's crazy. You know, it's just awful. Like, and so Fungus is a big deal here in Florida where the humidity is literally 100% all the time. So I create an antifungal spray too, like a homemade one instead of like oh. buying the, you know, some, those things can get expensive. They get really to, expensive. Yeah. That's why I'm dying to know what's in your homemade concoction. <laughs> it's probably something similar to what Courtney makes, but I use Listerine instead of rubbing alcohol. So I use two cups Listerine. Um, I use like the generic kind that you could buy at your grocery store or Walmart or whatever with one cup water and then just a third cup of uh, skin so soft. Skin so use, soft. 
Oh yeah. You could use baby oil too. It just gives it a little bit of a, of a softer, you know what I mean? Feel on the skin, but it will kill anything. The Listerine will literally kill anything. Rain rot, thrush, you name it. I used to do something similar to that. And you know what it's great for is on the top of their tails when they start to rub it. Oh yeah. That's a good idea. Yes. That's where I used to use that concoction years and years ago for when they'd rub their tail a bit. I do. And I loved my favorite Listerine was the like kind of yellowish orange one. Yeah. 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 They're like, that's the best one. Don't get any other color. So you get the generic, that color, like yellow Mm -hmm. oranges and mix it with the skin. So soft and water and, Oh my gosh. Anytime a horse would like have any bit of rub, I'd rub it in their tail. And it was a lifesaver. Huh. Totally. That's a good That's one. That's pretty cool. Yeah. No, I always use the, um, like rubbing alcohol is always a main staple for me just because like you said, just for cooling purposes, but also we would use it to kind of help dry like legs and that sort of thing. Like you were saying for just, or, um, for rain rot or fungus or that sort of thing. It just kind of helps the, any bacteria and anything residual get killed, which is, Extremely useful, especially when it's humid and the horses aren't drying as quickly as you'd like them to or something. Totally. And the, the last suggestion I have is diaper rash cream. So, Oh, good you, call. Oh, my God. You can use it for everything. It's crazy. But I do recommend that you, like, I use Desitin, the name brand, which is a little bit more expensive. But you can get the generic brand from, like, Walgreens or Walmart or wherever you, wherever you go. But I think it's really important to get, make sure you get the one with 40% zinc oxide because the zinc oxide is what what really helps horses so i have uh, to disclaimer here do not put it on your chestnut horse i had a client <laughs> put it on their chestnut horse's <laughs> face a day and a half before she was going down the center line what happened wow it what was happened? multicolored oh, oh my god. god she couldn't get it off and she rubbed it you know when they like start to lose their hair and the sweat like, yeah right on the crease of their nose she coated it on his front of his face and it looks like he had some weird blaze. She couldn't get it off and we had to go down center line like that. Oh, that's terrible. Oh my gosh. Well, so, all right. So don't do that, but I use it like on my chestnut horse that has white legs. It's great for yes. scratch, like scratches prevention and in the bulbs of his heel. I use it on his tail sometimes when he rubs too. But like you said, the Listerine mixture is good for that too. And then I had a, I had a Hanoverian mare who just like rubbed everything. So I would coat her mane in it. And it was the only thing that gave her relief. Really? Yeah. And I think it's the zinc oxide. I think that was the the big deal. So (laughs) it is great. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I don't really think I have a whole lot to add to that list because you guys kind of covered everything that I could think of. The only other product I think that I, um, have used or well actually I haven't personally used it but I just had a friend who was going through some issues with a her horse kept getting a really bad rub from a bit and it was kind of a situation where it was no matter what bit she was trying you know she really wasn't having any success and it was opening back up and she literally spent like probably a couple hundred dollars at the drugstore just trying different products for healing the skin and the finally the thing that I think has finally worked has been manuka honey I'm not even sure exactly what that is but that's been apparently one of her friends recommended it on her Facebook when she did like a last ditch post because this poor girl has been dealing with this literally all season. So, um, yeah, she went and tried the Manuka honey was the most expensive item, of course. And but she said that she thinks that she's got it beat finally. So knock wood. (laughs) Nice. Yeah, that's good to know. 
All right, guys, it's time for Rose and Thorn. Have you guys been thinking about it? What's going on this week? Who wants to go first? I can, I go. can go first. Oh, yeah. Sure, go, go ahead, Jess. I'm just going to make Justine mad. So I can. Ah! <laughs> yeah, let's do that. <laughs> so I guess my Thorn would not be that bad of a Thorn, but I've had such a good week. So I can't really like talk about anything else. So we're <laughs> in Charleston for the Charleston Horse Show. One of the best shows that we love going to because at the same time we go to Kiowa Island and it's amazing. So like when we get going, we're like ready to go. We had the gas tank ready, everything, fuel, we're all good. Get halfway down the road, you know, it's about two and a half hours. It's not far for us to get to Charleston. And all of a sudden we blow, we hear the trailer tower go. And I was no. like, oh no. Oh, no. We had packed the trailer full and we like... Of course, Doug's like, how are we going to get to the stuff? I'm like, well, you should just be really glad that I have all my tools. I was like really proud of myself. I had to climb in through all of our stuff, which then my husband said, take a picture and put on Instagram <laughs> of me like climbing <laughs> through the back of my trailer to get to all my equipment. So like, yeah, we were talking about, you know, maybe, you know, making sure you had all the tools and everything. <laughs> maybe make sure you keep them towards the front of the trailer. I up the picture. It's terrible. <laughs> You see me, I oh climb, and then as I'm climbing over, oh the, my gosh, you can see the, um, you know, the shelves I was climbing over. He goes, first off, he tells me not to break Bob or stroller. He's like, don't break Bob. I was like, I'm not going to break Bob. Yeah. And then he goes, uh, I don't think that shelf is going to hold your weight. I'm like, are you calling me fat? Oh my God. He was kidding, but I thought it was funny. So I was like, <laughs> so I was laughing and I was like, ha ha ha. So, but as the process, like my foot gets stuck, all of this, it was such a pain to get to these tools. And I was like, this is why people put everything in the very front or have a compartment, <laughs> like, and everybody's organized. I'm like, I don't know. We can just sit in the back. It's at least in there. No, put it towards the front. It's terrible. <laughs> and then the only saving grace was, I mean, you, I, it was a picture Hudson sleeping in the back of the truck. So like I have the door open to make sure I can hear him cry or whatever. If he wakes up, he, one of the lug nuts is like stuck. Doug is jumping on the little, like try, you know, the little T thing I'm pulling. It's not budging. I'm like, oh, oh no, this, this man comes pulling up in this truck fully equipped with like a air gun, everything. It took five seconds to change the tire. Once he was there, I was like, you are the nicest person on the planet. Aww. He was like my lifesaver. So that would be my thorn is that probably learned my lesson to keep my changing spare tire equipment all in the back of my truck in the back. Easily of the accessible. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. So funny. And then my rose would be that oh, we're at beautiful Kiowa Island this week for a horse show. And it's amazing. Yeah, Tell me about, mad about that. About the, horse show, though. Yeah. the horse show is amazing. It's classic company runs it, Bob Bell. And they run it like a boutique horse show and they want everybody to be done in time. Like the office is great. You know, I was checking in and they were a little bit backed up and everything. And they said, why don't you just go to the beach and you could just come back tomorrow. Like, sounds like a plan. My kind of horse and, show. Right? And they try to get everything done really quickly. And they run the show Tuesday through Sunday, Saturday. And then you go into Charleston Sunday and Monday. So you go to brunch in Charleston. Oh, it is my favorite because they just really cater. They have great, you know, like just tents and 
arenas and it's amazing. Like I really do truly love this horse show and it's the fact that they try, you know, a lot of times you go to hunter jumper shows and it's like, sit around and wait. Like they are like, come on, we got to get done. Everybody wants to go to the pool or the beach. I'm like, deal. Yeah. Don't tell me twice. <laughs> no, I know what so I mean. I is booking it, man. I horse show in Florida and we're always by the beach, but that does not happen. Okay. You just got to come up to Charleston. <laughs> Next Apparently. year, I'll text you the dates, and you can come with us. All right. I would love that. So It's so much fun. All right, so Sally. So, Sally, what's yours? Um, so, my thorn is that I was um, enjoying a nice, quiet dinner at home last night. Um, Kyle was on duty. Like, he's one of, one of his uh, 24-hour shifts, so I was all by myself. So, I had a glass of wine, and I was eating in front of the TV. And I decided that I wanted to look at, I don't know if I was grabbing my iPad or what I was doing. And I reached over and I grabbed whatever it was. And I just saw to my right, this bright red splash of wine on my carpet, my light colored carpet. No. Yeah. Oh no. It was like, I texted the photo to my friend and she was like, I legitimately thought that was blood at first. <laughs> oh, so no. oh no. Oh <laughs> no. So I like freaked out and immediately Googled how to get red wine out of carpet. <laughs> Did it come um, out? No, I will have to show you guys the before and after because I'm, I'm seriously so proud. I guess that could be my, my rose too, but I have a different one, but, um, I literally got pretty much all of it out. I was wow. so proud. Yeah. You're like amazing. a wizard. That I know. is amazing. I was yeah. sitting here like, cause I, you know, we live in an apartment complex and so obviously yeah. it's not our carpet, which, you know, I'm just sitting there like, oh my God, this is never going to come up. It's going to look terrible. And then I got done with it and I was like, wow, I actually can't even see anything. And so then I checked again this morning just in case I'd had like too much wine and I just couldn't <laughs> see it properly. <laughs> and so I came back in the morning and I was like, okay, we're good. So I think, I think I uh, successfully averted the crisis. But, wow. Yeah, I know. I know. That's good, the first that's time I've rose. ever done that. Yeah. Oh, God, it was so stressful, though, because I was just like, why does this happen? Like, why does this? This is just natural. It's something that happens to me at all times. So Aww. I guess I shouldn't be that surprised. I'm just clumsy. <laughs> well, oh, I'm impressed. I'm impressed that you got it out of the carpet. That is pretty good. I know. I was pretty proud of myself. So awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but my actual original rose before that fiasco happened was so tonight I'm actually going to a book signing um, a few minutes away. My favorite, well, my second favorite author has a new book out and she is on a book tour. So I get to go and um, do go to her signing and probably hopefully get to meet her. So I'm super, super That's excited awesome. about that. Yeah. Who is it? Who is it's it? Em it's um, Emily Giffen. She wrote the, um, she wrote like something borrowed. It's kind of a chick lit type of fiction, but she does such an awesome job of writing about just, you know, family dynamics and relationships. And she has, I think seven or eight books out now. So she's, um, she's done pretty well. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm super excited. I'm kind of nervous. Cause I've never like, I've never met somebody you know, outside of the horse industry that I'm kind of like, I kind of put on a pedestal of any sort. So I'm, I'll probably Aww. have an awkward story for you guys next time. <laughs> oh, that's so exciting. Though. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I'm and super excited. Enjoy it. I will. All right, Justine, last but not least. Okay. So my rose is that, um, I've been traveling a lot lately. I was in D uh, DC last week and also Denver. So, um, it was like a weird, like, Went to D.C. for work and had a really great trip and then went to Denver and met some of my best friends in the whole wide world to like 
go and hike in the woods for a couple days and not think about work. And it was a really wonderful way to decompress. And I love Colorado. So we had a great time. Yeah. Um, I guess my thorn is that I am a like super, I've I've realized this and I, at least I'm self-aware. Okay. I'm going to preemptive. Like, (laughs) okay, here we go. I feel like I've become the high maintenance border at my barn or I'm like, oh. I, I'm the, I'm the border that everybody hates. You know what I mean? Who's like <laughs> totally nitpicking oh, all the no. time, what everybody does. And I, it, okay. Like hear me out though. I'm just, <laughs> there's a whole lot of justification. <laughs> so this exact week last year was when my thoroughbred stopped sweating. So I've done, I spent a lot of money. I've done a lot of things and he's healthy and he's wonderful. And we just went to a horse show and he was great. And we're on like this wonderful trajectory. But because I'm like a pessimistic person, I just know that the, you know, like the bottom's going to fall out at some point. So, oh no. So my poor barn manager gets like one vacation a year and she is on vacation right now for two weeks and she's wonderful and I love her. We have these other people filling in for her while she's gone. And I, it's just like the hardest thing for me to control myself, to not like nitpick all of the temporary people who are helping right now. And I'm just like, I should not be this terrible person and (laughs) tell them that they're doing this wrong, but it's not the way that my barn manager normally does it. You know what I mean? And I'm just so worried about my horse and he's fine. Nothing is wrong with him, but I am a, a crazy uh, I'm like a person, I'm like the parent you hate, you know what I mean? But like the <laughs> parent who knows everything about their kid all the time and in everybody's face. And I'm like very, I'm trying to keep it under wraps. Oh my God. It's really, really hard. And, um, my horse is fine though. Nothing is wrong with my horse, but well, that's, that's good. <laughs> yeah. I hear Thank you God. though. I, I honestly, like, I get it. I mean, it's hard, especially when it's kind of like your baby and especially with Mikey, you know, you, you guys have had a couple like issues that have kind of required some maintenance so oh, I get yeah. it, man. it's like my nanny's out of town jess you should yeah. get this i don't <laughs> know what to do with my nanny gone i'd Freak be like out. i don't know I, i'd be like i'm freaking out <laughs> somebody take this child please <laughs> make sure he is well when i come out right? yeah exactly <laughs> it'd be like a spare nanny i'd be like no way no it'd be like if Cor- when courtney leaves spare nanny. you're like i know like it's courtney crazy. Leaves, you panic it's very stressful. I'm not going to lie. How but much right. longer do you have? She's here. She's home this weekend. I'm counting down yeah. the hours. The hours. You're close. <laughs> You're close. You're so close. You can do it. Hang in there, Mikey. <laughs> All right. But we do have a really great mailbag question from Adrian. So I'm going to read you guys what she said. And then because both of you are eventers, I think that you guys absolutely need to answer this question for her. So, yeah, uh, Adrian says that she's in the process of adopting her first BLM Mustang gelding, which is very oh, cool. exciting. Yeah, yeah, congratulations. He is a yearling and he's very large with a lot of hip and good bone. He's going to be a big athletic horse. Uh, your chat on eventing on a budget got me thinking, could a BLM Mustang have a chance at being an eventing horse? I know most people buy their horse prospect for the sport, but I've already fallen in love with this wonderful, sweet temperament of a horse and he will be my next baby to raise and train. Aww. So Adrian's question is, do you see Mustangs competing in eventing? And has there ever been one that's rose to the upper levels of the sport? I know uh, Lisa Wallace. Yeah, that's what I was going to mention. Yeah. And she, um, 
I know she's like rehomed a bunch and she's <laughs> trained a bunch for eventing. So yes, they definitely event. And I think that honestly, every, you know, it's not like one type of breed makes it to that for levels, you yeah. know? So I think that, I mean, honestly, everybody remembers Teddy, the pony. Yeah. He went around and he was incredible, you know, and he was a tiny little thing. Totally. So that. Um, absolutely. They can, you know, it just really depends on the horse themselves and if they want to be event horses and, you know, depending on how brave they are. So there's a lot of different things, but we're excited that, you know, you found a horse that you love and I think it will be a good adventure. Yeah. I think that, um, you know, I think that's the cool thing about eventing it is, is it is so inclusive. Like I remember talking to Chris Kapler about, and I think I asked him, you know, why don't you see a whole lot of other breeds besides kind of more purpose bred horses in the show jumping ring? And he was like, yeah, you just don't see a whole lot of, you know, you don't see enough power. Once the, the jumps get bigger, they don't have that power that they're being bred for now. And it got me thinking like, you know, Eventing is really the only discipline, you know, as, at least as far as the Olympic disciplines is concerned, where you can really kind of grab any horse and and make it work within reason. Um, you know, I know Elisa's had a couple that she's gone through training and maybe prelim with. Um, so it's definitely possible. And, and I actually uh, was lucky enough when I spent one winter down in Ocala, I spent um, we rented stalls from a Mustang trainer named Joe Williams. And he actually has started several Mustangs that have gone on. Um, one of the more famous, I guess, if you want to call it that, um, was a horse that actually ended up going to pony finals, a Mustang that he Yeah, started. no, I know Joe yeah. Williams. He's yeah. Oh yeah, family. that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Small world. Um, he's wonderful, so by the way. he's awesome and he does all, he's a huge Mustang advocate. And I mean, honestly, you know, if you ever did look him up on Facebook or something like he'd happily talk to you about the breed and there's so many advocates. I know Jamie Jennings, the host of the horses in the morning show on the horse radio network, um, is also a huge Mustang advocate. So absolutely. If you've got one and he's sound and he's willing, then, you know, sky's the limit, honestly. So go for it. All right. So that's the end of the episode, guys. If you want to hear more from us, please check out Heels Down Magazine. It's an interactive digital magazine on your phone. You can download it on iTunes or Google Play and check out our website at heelsdownmag.com. We'll be releasing new episodes of Heels Down Happy Hour on the second and last Fridays of each month. Did you know you could get the Horse Radio Network app on your iOS or Android phone? Search for Horse Radio Network on the App Store. It's free and super easy to use. So thanks again to all our sponsors, which are Eagle Gold, Classic Equine by Richie, and Flare Equine Nasal Strips. All right, guys. So that's it. That's a wrap. Thanks. Cheers, everyone. Yay, cheers. cheers.